From the Clark Ford Studio in Oxford, Mississippi, MBW Digital proudly presents the Oxford Exxon Podcast. I'd say thanks for tuning in, but why am I going to give you a round of applause for something you're supposed to do, to be frank? And now, here are your hosts, Chase Parm. And broadcast school has really paid off. And Neil McCready. I deserve to be on TV. Welcome into this Monday edition of the Oxford Exxon Podcast. Chase Parm. Neil McCready, Clark Ford at Studio here today. We will talk some uh, college baseball as Tennessee sweeps Ole Miss over the course of the weekend. Balls uh, dominating the first two days and then winning 4-3 to three on Sunday. The worst run differential series for Ole Miss since 2010 when Auburn swept the Rebels to end the regular season that, uh, that year. I got well-versed in the media guide in the middle of that game in case it uh, kept trending Tennessee's way. So we'll talk about that, what's coming up next for Ole Miss, a uh, – a five-game uh, five week this week. They've got uh, North Alabama on Tuesday at 6.30 here in Oxford. At Memphis on Wednesday, at least as of right now, weather permitting, that game likely rained out again third time. Uh, probably going to have some weather issues or storms across the Mid-South on Wednesday. And that game is on Memphis's campus. That is not at AutoZone. That is, I think FedEx Park is what that is called now. Used to be uh, Nat Beering, but I think it's FedEx Park. So that and then at Kentucky this weekend – Friday, Saturday, Sunday for um, the Rebels and the Wildcats here in or there in Lexington. So that and more coming up. Spring football um, a little bit as well. We get to see a practice on on Saturday. So we'll talk about those things and whatever else comes up over the course of the show. A show brought to you every single day by the Oxford Exxon Highway 6 West in Oxford. You uh, know to go in. Lunch specials, five sixty nine, two sides of bread, 32-ounce drinks. Also uh, giving away 1,000 bonus points through the Exxon mobile app. You can open up the app when you're at the pump, or you can take a picture of the QR code. It will open it up. $10 off right there at the tank you were filling up at the time with the Oxford Exxon and all Blue Sky locations. Again, coming to you from Clark Ford Studio. We are Clark Ford's in Amory, Mississippi, 662-257-1900. Call that number. Ask for Corey Clark. Tell Corey what Ford product you're looking for. He'll send you a quote within 15 minutes and business hours. It's right to the bottom line. No hassle, no haggle. You get your quote. The rest completely up to you. You can shop that quote around. You can do what uh, I've done, what I recommend that you do, and let's hop into a Clark Ford today, 662-257-1900. Guests join on the Rafters Music and Food Hotline, Rafters Music and Food on the Square in Oxford. Um, You're hanging out this weekend coming up, maybe watching the Final Four, watching some college baseball, whatever the case may be. Go grab a burger, a po' boy, an appetizer, great beer selection, full bar and more at Rafters Music and Food on the Square in Oxford, and also Rafters in New Albany. So, uh, Ole Miss uh, falls to two and four in the SEC, sixteen and seven overall. Tennessee still with just the one loss on the season. They lost the uh, the opener of the Shriners Classic in Houston to Texas, seven to two. And I think their string of not trailing, not even losing, but not trailing, is somewhere around one hundred and ninety innings right now. Oh, wow. Something like that. It's impressive. They. Uh, they're good. They're very, very, very good. Um, they beat Ole Miss twelve to one on Friday night. They beat Ole Miss ten to three on Saturday, and then um, on Sunday, Ole Miss pitched well enough to win. They only give up four runs. Uh, Tennessee up four nothing until the eighth. Hayden Dunhurst hits a three run homer, and it's the game that I've most not necessarily focused on because Ole Miss's flaws. We'll go through some of this probably over the course of the week, not all today. Their flaws were very apparent in those first two games. But Sunday is a game that, while they showed a little energy late and everybody kind of wrote that storyline a little bit, 
that's a game you steal if you're showing a lot of toughness because Tennessee lets you hang around. Tennessee didn't extend. You held Tennessee at bay. You get credit for that. And you couldn't steal it. You get the three runs. You get into the ninth. You get two on with one out. That's the game you tie or you just find a damn way to steal well, that baseball game. The error at second base. Yeah, you get some gifts. I yeah. mean, it because look, if Tennessee has an issue, it's defensively. They're not great defensively. Mm-hmm. Frankly, they're kind of bad. Um, and Ole Miss just couldn't do it. You know, you get your you get Elko to the plate and he strikes out with a pretty bad at bad. I mean, it's just a lot of stuff there over the course of that game that didn't didn't really translate very well. Um I, I thought Sunday was the one that if you're in a if you're in a good place, you avoid the throw up. You you win that game. It's two to one. You kind of move on with your day. Um it look it's early. I'm not necessarily making season defining things, but Ole Miss has got a lot of issues. Um they need to get healthy. We can kind of go through tons of different things with this. But um Tennessee looks like the best team in the country. They'll be number one, I assume, in all the polls today. Uh, On the mound, they're as good of a young nucleus as I've seen in my 16, 17 years of covering the sport. Um, Dollander and Chase Burns on Friday, and the collection of arms that has been put together is is incredibly impressive for Tennessee. Their lineup is deep. It's talented. It's got power. Um, it's It's a bear for opposing staffs. But I ran through the numbers last night. You can find... About 1,600 words of thought at rebelgrove.com. Um, the last two weeks, the two weeks of SEC play, Ole Miss on the first two days of the series, let's call it that, because I know they started against Auburn on Thursday or whatever, but the days where you're trying to put your best pitchers out there, you're trying to go deeper into games, you're trying to save some bullpen for day three, Ole Miss is averaging like three innings per guy. I mean, it, it, it's it's a startling deal where they just cannot get into games from a rotation standpoint. Mike's going to have to manage this thing differently. He's going to have to really just try some things because what they're doing is not working. They don't have enough swing and miss stuff. They can't lengthen. They can't get outs. They can't save the bullpen. You know, Derek was pretty good yesterday, I thought. I mean, for the most part, he was fine. He, now, he has a hard time getting through the order a second time, but that just is what it is. He goes 4.2, gives up three runs. It's all right. It's fine. But what's what I found interesting, and I wrote this, and I don't want to make too much of a deal out of it, but it, I think it's noteworthy because I've covered Mike for a long time. I've heard a lot of post-game press conferences. Is he called Derek terrific? And I thought wasn't terrific. He was good. It's fine. Solid. Wasn't terrific. Mike grading his own pitchers on a curve a little bit yesterday. And is it confidence? Is it just because it's the best they've got? It just it, it was to me. It was a kind of an obvious sign of wow. That's something. Um, Raleigh Maddox is pretty good in relief, but they're just not getting anything out of the rotation. And then offensively, they go dormant. I know Tennessee's good on the mound, and I get the other team's trying to. We always talk about that a lot uh, here on the podcast with all the different sports. But, you know, the top of the order, Peyton Chatagnier and Jacob Gonzalez, they go 0 for 24 with 12 strikeouts, 11 strikeouts, one or the other, over the course of the weekend. You just don't get anything. I thought Justin Bench had really good at-bats. He he broke up the no-hitter on Friday and Saturday. Thought Leatherwood was fine. They ran into a lot of balls. They hit some home runs. That's the only way they scored, actually. Every, every run scored over the course of the weekend was courtesy of a home run. And then the most glaring thing is from a quality of bat standpoint, Ole Miss walked twice and struck out 40 times yep. over the weekend. Yep. That is hard to do almost. Um, it means they were overly aggressive. They were not doing anything to help pitch counts. It was it was just kind of a mess. Um, we're swinging out of their shoes. Tennessee, yeah, trying to hit the six-run homer. Tennessee yeah. is very, very good at Ole Miss. By God, better hope so. Um, you know, I think that's that's sort of the story to take from it. 
and they have really three, Tennessee's really good. But they are. I'm going to slow the roll on the they're the greatest team, and I mean not not you, but everybody that's oh they're the best team the SEC seen in ten years. Hold on, chill out. Wait, <laughs> they're not very good defensively. Yeah. Um, they they do have some flaws. Now they just destroyed Ole Miss. I think. I think if you could take the rankings out, mm-hmm. because the rankings, the early season rankings, and this happens a lot, and it seems to happen more with baseball than with any other sport. Mm-hmm. Football, maybe to a degree. I don't sense it as much in college basketball. Nobody seems to pay attention to the rankings early. But in baseball, the rankings come out and everybody locks in on them, and they seem to shape the whole season. I've said this the last few years. It's a self-critique. I don't watch enough of it for as much as we talk about it. I don't cover it. You cover it. I'm covering football and basketball at that time. So when it happens, I don't really watch much of it. And then what happens, we get into April, and I'm like, I don't know. I hadn't seen it. And and I've got to do better about that. And so the last few weeks, I have done better about that. I've sat in this room with two TVs on Sunday when I write, and I turn them both to baseball games. And so I've watched a lot of the league. Now, it's a very – and I wrote this on the board. It's a very small sample size. Two six we- games. Six games. That's that's nothing in baseball. Yeah, it's just a it's a dr- a drop of water. But Ole Miss is a middle of the pack team in the SEC. That's what they are. They're a middle of the pack team in a league that, frankly, Chase is not very good. Now, the bottom of the league, I think people, and I said this, I'll, I'll be, so I'm going to use an explicit word here. I think people talk about the bottom of the league like it's really, really bad, like it's really, really shitty. It's not. It's it, it's kind of a little less average than the average part of the league, which is decidedly average. And the teams, including like all the way to number two in the league, like Arkansas, I don't know what they're ranked. But I watched some of Arkansas this weekend at Missouri, and it was cold, and it was windy, and there's nobody there. It feels like a high school game, and you're having to generate your own emotions. And, 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 and Arkansas's good. But nobody would look at Arkansas and go, well, that's a tough, that's a, that is a really good team. Nobody. Vanderbilt. I watched a lot of Vanderbilt, South Carolina. Vanderbilt's good. They're very talented. But nobody would look at Vanderbilt right now and go, boy, I tell you what, that team, it's going to be hard to keep them out of Omaha. The league's just kind of okay, and that's what Ole Miss is. Ole Miss is just this flawed team that does some things well. They can they can hit bad pitching. They showed that. Yeah. They'll hit bad pitching, and they'll put up big double-digit numbers. But if you put arms in there that can go out and get you, and throw hard with velocity, they struggle with it a lot. Ole Miss is going to have a hard time, in my opinion, eclipsing like 15 wins because they're going to run into those kinds of teams. I think at the end of the season, you're going to see a whole bunch of 16, 15, 14, 13-win teams in a bundle. There's not a lot of difference between these teams. And so if you're hung up on the ranking thing, the truth is Ole Miss had no business being ranked number one. They, they had done – It's a poll mechanism. That's yes, all it was. Anybody that had watched them play, not looked at numbers, but watched them play, knew they were not the best team in the country. They have pitching issues. They strike out way too much. Their approach at the plate is right now bad. Again, they've capitalized on some bad pitching and pounded it all over the place. Go back and look at Auburn this last weekend. Auburn plays high-scoring games. Mm-hmm. So Auburn's pitching is it's adequate on a good day. Mm-hmm. It's bad most days. And so they, they've, they're just unable – I think they are, but they are. It is a really small sample size. They've got some weekends coming up against teams that are going to pitch weird. But Ole Miss has a pitching problem that's unavoidable when you watch them on television. They, 
they don't they just don't possess the starter that can you hand him the ball on a weekend day i don't care what day thursday friday sunday i don't care where you hand him the ball and go okay that guy's going to get us into the seventh there's nobody on that roster no and that's a problem moving forward as the bullpen gets used and tired and things like that that's going to be a problem late on weekends in this league because all the teams are kind of the same um i think in the bottom of the league is when I, I think I think it requires a relative thing because the SEC most years very rarely has one or two teams that can't just I mean everybody can beat you. It's you know that Alabama is not going to be a regional host contender or make the postseason. Right. You know that Missouri is not going to make the postseason. No. I think in some ways that's what shitty means is mm-hmm. they're not in the conversation. Well, what, what, is, what, what is what is bringing everybody back? I think the bad teams are as bad as they always are. What, but what your point is, is there's not a ton of teams with other than Tennessee with these two or three starting arms where you go, oh, they're going to go 26-4. and four. Right. They're going to go 23-7. and seven Well, I think what I meant is, because, I, I think before the season, people look at, they look at a ranking and go, okay, we're top five in the country. When we go to Columbia or Tuscaloosa, that's three wins. I, don't I guess my point is that's flawed anyway. It's yes. always been flawed. Ole Miss, Alabama swept Ole Miss in 14. Right. Ole Miss has never won a series in Columbia, Missouri. Yeah. Ever. I mean, yeah, like. You, but but you, you get what I'm yeah, saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But people do. Okay, that's three wins. That's two wins. That's, yeah, and man. I'm like, I don't know, man. I mean, like, kind of watch some of those teams. Alabama, for as, what's their record? One and four, one and five. For as bad as they, as bad as they are, they're, they're really plucky. I think they're two and four. They're in every game. They frankly could have swept state. I mean, Mizzou, Mizzou could have swept Arkansas. They lost two out of three, but they could have swept the series. They were in every game. That, and I think they're kind of going to be that way. They're, those teams are just kind of... Kentucky took two out of three from Georgia over the weekend in Lexington, which is Kentucky showing up. I think they had a pitcher injury yesterday. But anyway, they're showing up. We also, I think... And it's my fault, too. I screwed this one up a little bit, I think. I think Georgia is overvalued because of how good Jonathan Cannon is on Friday nights when the rest of their rotation, their bullpen, is frankly awful right now. Um, It was a high-scoring game on Saturday against Kentucky, and then yesterday uh, Kentucky scored 18 runs on Georgia in game three. And then here's 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 the elephant in the room. Yeah, sure. The fan base is this worked up because the head foot, the head basketball, the head baseball coach. I just covered all the sports. The head baseball coach interviewed at LSU last year. That's why this is this is this is why I said when it happened last year, this was going to be a problem unless you win super big. Winning super big makes everything go away, but if you don't, this was that whole deal got. But what did they move it from an eleven to a thirteen? Because everybody was already fed up with yeah. Mike. We'd already be having the exact same conversation anyway. It's more vitriolic now. Okay. Yes. Yes. It, it threw another log on the yes. fire. Yes. It threw a big one of those logs that you buy to start the fire. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It put one of those on, so it's going to just burn. Those fire starters, the little the, the things that are just dipped in kerosene or whatever, and you throw them in to make it go hot, hotter. It's those. There's no way around it. It was it was a failure at the administrative level last year. I'll say it. I'll say it over and over. I don't care. I don't. No one speaks to me anyway. It doesn't matter. You you that someone had to have that conversation. We talk about hand raised guy. Hand raised guy had to be in that room that goes, Mike. I get it. You want that job. We want you to get the job. We're 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 ready to hire this guy. We didn't think we'd ever be able to hire him, and now it's obvious that we can, and we need you to get this job. But Mike, whatever you do, you cannot go interview for that job and not get it and come back, it's not tenable. 
But nobody had that conversation. So when everybody goes, this is Bianco's fault. No, it's not. Nope. It's above that. It's above that because those people knew he was going to interview. They let him interview. They thought he was going to get it. He thought he was going to get it. He didn't get it. And now you're here. With eight weekends of SEC play left. Yeah, I guess that's where I'm going. Is I feel like we're having, we're having a week eight conversation in week two. Yes, that's my point. Yeah. That's what it did. It absolutely there's, – there's nobody – because I thought about this yesterday. I was out. I actually went. It was four to nothing, and we went out to walk the dogs. And I did something I never do. I turned it on on my phone just to keep listening to it. And when they came back, and the kid for Tennessee, the error at second base that should have ended the game. Yeah. I thought, oh, my God, they're going to steal this game. Yeah. And we're going to have this funky conversation about how it's, it's kind of okay. Yeah. And it's not okay. And it's not that it's not okay because, again, it's baseball. Right, yeah. We talk about this all the time. You're going to have weekends where you sweep an opponent and you look better than you are. Well, look, in week two, I think last year, if not it was week three or week one, Arkansas beat the hell out of Mississippi State in Starterville three times. Yeah. Beat the hell out of them. That's my point. So you, like, have, you have weekends where you, you, get, you get swept and you look worse than you are. But th- this, 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 this thing is not going to get that benefit of the doubt anymore. It's some, it's, it's some of the irony is that we got here going, hey, it's probably okay because Mike had built up a ton of capital from a pitching staff standpoint. You went, oh, you know, he'll figure it out. Sure. Nah, whatever, it's fine. And then you look at it and you go, mm-hmm. And they've got a handful of arms that come out and do some good things. Yeah, sure. But they're young guys, and, and right now they're, they're pitching in different roles. And I don't know what it's going to be like if you go, okay, here, here's the ball on Saturday in an SEC game. There's Mississippi State, go. Maybe it works, maybe it doesn't. I don't know. But it's the thing in the room. And, 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 we're probably the only outlet that's going to talk about it out loud. But the the whole, you should fire Bianco in week three. No, you shouldn't. You, you, you knew what was going on when, when it happened. You put out the press release that everybody made fun of with the words that everybody made fun of because there was no way to walk it back. But because you yeah, were. Yeah, both things are true. Like I see, I see like G in the, in the chat here. Yes, they needed Ole Miss. They needed Mike Bianco to pursue the job. They needed Mike to take the job. They, they needed wanted. to let him. Yes, on a point. Wanted. That was the path to doing what they were trying to do. Yes. All those things were very correct. It was the way to get Dan McDonald if you wanted to get Dan McDonald. However, when it didn't work, you are still left with the same consequence, even though you played it to that point the way that was required to get Dan. So, it, it's it, yeah, it, it is what it is. Jackson, thanks for the uh, super chat. Asking about any lineup changes and also the uh, take on the tweets by Austin Anderson. I can pull those up. Austin, very frustrated over the weekend. Obviously, team captain on the 2014 team that went to the College World Series. Uh, kind of questioned their their toughness um, for the most part from a, from a from team standpoint. Well, there appears um, to be some chemistry issues. It, there's some. We'll get to that in a little while. It's I, I'm trying. It, it's interesting while also I kind of understand how it happened at the same time um, for the most part. So yeah, we'll get to that in a minute. Um, From the outside looking in, just yeah. just so you, I mean, I, I'm yeah, yeah. I'm kinda, I feel like I'm speaking for Joe Q. Public. Yeah, sure. From the and I wasn't. I'm not there. I'm not covering them. I'm not in. I'm obviously not yeah. around them after every game, but. From the outside looking in, the comments after Friday's loss was it twelve to one? Twelve to one. Were odd, and then on Sunday, and if I, I think it was you, I was reading. I don't read anybody else's. Unprovoked, Brandon Johnson. Yeah, he says, "Hey, I, I want to." Mentioned something. Yeah, and I'll explain the question, but uh, yeah. that was... And, and it's kind of like, whoa. Yeah. Um, it's interesting. Yeah. Jackson mentioned lineup. I, I wrote about this this morning again, or last night. Again, you can find it at com. It's on the message board. Trying to make a few more things premium, frankly. Um, 
yeah, I think the number one thing you got to do is you got to get Peyton out of the one or the two hole. Um, he's just really, really struggling right now. He's gone 0 for 4, 0 for 5, and 8 of the last 16 games. Again, went 0 for 12 over the course of the weekend. Uh, if you get him down, take some pressure off, gives you a chance to kind of elevate. I would move Justin Bench up. Uh, he's had the best at bats overall of anybody on the team lately. And uh, it would allow, frankly, Peyton to take a breath. I think it would help him, and then by helping him, you're obviously helping the team. I, I think that you're letting things kind of snowball a little bit in those top of that order. Look, Gonzalez is going to hit. I'm going to give him a pass on a weekend. It is what it is. But, yeah, I think that's the one move I would make for sure. And then, you, look, it's going to be a few more weeks, but you got to get Kevin Graham back. I mean, he's he's their best overall hitter. You, you, you've got to get him back. So, it it it, 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 is, it is what it no, is. No, their lineup's so. not the same without him. Yeah. Um, but – it's the equivalent – you mentioned it, it's the hitting the six-run home run. It's You watch it – in the tournament, you would see this sometimes. The urgency at the end of games when teams were down eight, nine points, suddenly teams get completely out of their offense. They're trying to make ten-pointers. Mm-hmm. And before you know it, the you know the eight-point deficit's 16, and now it's truly over, and you sort of, you sort of panicked your way out of it. <laughs> Felt like that a little bit over yeah. the weekend, which was an odd thing because it is March. Yeah, I mean, we were reminded frequently. This is March. Yeah, it is March. I mean, there's it, it. There was no reason to. I don't know. When you strike out that many times, you look tight. When, you know, there's a there, but there was like you strike out that many times, you keep wondering if hey, let's just move the baseball. You know, mm-hmm. just move the baseball. See what happens. They're not a great defensive team. Let's make them field it. Yeah. Um. There wasn't a lot of that, and that, some of that is a credit to their pitching. A lot of it is a credit. Yeah, Chase Burns was excellent. On he Friday was excellent. Night. And when you throw that many pitches, four strikes, and you're pounding the zone, and, and then this is an observation not about the Ole Miss-Tennessee series, but to prove that I watched a lot of SEC baseball, the home plate umpiring at the SEC level is so incredibly awful. Not, mm-hmm. not, not biased for a team or whatever. Just in general awful that I don't know how you hit with zones like that. Mm-hmm. You can't trust anything. I mean, you almost have to go. I'm not, I'm not defending Ole Miss here. This is not about Ole Miss. This is in general across the board. I don't know how you go to the plate and have any sort of plate discipline with some of the clowns who are umpiring these games. I watch guys get, get called out on pitches almost neck high and routinely around the league balls that are a full foot off the plate. It's part of what's screwing with Dunhurst because he sees all these bad calls behind the plate, and then we happen to him hitting. He's like, "Oh my god! Like this yeah. is ridiculous!" And, and and it is totally ridiculous. Yeah, he really wanted to call it out yesterday in the post game interviews, and he, he well, he, the he, Ole Miss he, Tennessee guy behind the plate yesterday was was bad against both teams. Yeah, yeah. But it, it makes it where you do wonder, like you say on one hand, "Hey, we have to have more discipline at the plate," and on the other hand, I swear to you, I was watching. Which one was it? I guess it was Auburn A&M. Mm-hmm. If the damn catcher set up a foot outside and he hit the mitt, strike. It's like, but he's not, it's not, it's nowhere close. Yeah. So that's a problem. Podcast brought to you in part by Johnston Hill Creamery. They are, uh, they have a brand new lunch menu. You can check that at johnstonhillcreamery.com. And you can have JHC delivered to your home via fetch delivery. They're excited to be working with a local company for that full lunch menu. Select catering items available for delivery. 
right now. You can get that done. Uh, lunch orders can also be called in for pickup as uh, as well. Remember, they make their cheese all local and in-house. It's on White Oak Lane, just off Molly Bar in Oxford, 662-419-9201. Cheese at johnstonhillcreamery.com. And check out their Instagram page where you can find out information about the delivery and much more. That is Johnson Hill Creamery on Instagram. So, again, 662-419-9201. The NCAA Final Four is set. You can bet on it at Brothrow. It's brothrow.com. Uh, no limit to uh, your bet. Stop paying the juice. Bet with your friends on Brothrow. Dead Soxy is the best socks you'll ever put on your feet. Go to deadsoxy.com under the promo code REBELGROVE at checkout, and you get uh, 25% off your order. Again, promo code REBELGROVE. My 10 weekend thoughts are up at rebelgrove.com. If you uh, want to read them, I'd appreciate it. Uh, they're sponsored by Game Changer Patches. They're the only two-patch system available in the market to stop hangovers before they start. The warm-up patch is used before or while you drink. The overtime patch used after you've been drinking to recover while you sleep. The all-natural ingredients will keep you in the game and ready for the next place. So go to GameChangerPatch.com, promo code REBELGROVE20 at checkout for 20% off your purchase. Also brought to you by ACS, Automation and Control Systems, LLC. It's a complete electrical control system solution provider and a Rockwell Automation recognized system integrator. They have a full-time dedicated emergency service and troubleshooting staff and a UL508A panel shop. They can custom tailor software packages, custom design electrical control panel solutions, and so much more. To learn more, go to ACSLLCMS.com or call 662-601-4381. We're also brought to you by Lamons Fine Jewelry. Lamons at 1126 North Lamar Boulevard in Oxford. They've been serving the Oxford area for about three quarters of a century. Whether you're looking for engagement rings or wedding rings or fine jewelry or fashion jewelry, collectibles or whatever, anything in between, they've got it. Lamons is the gold standard in fine jewelry. Visit them at LamonsFineJewelry.com or call them at 662-234-2777. It's almost April, which means it's not going to be long before people are using that air conditioner. And depending on that air conditioner, you want to make sure that it's in tip-top shape and ready to go. Highly recommend that you get in touch with the people at Comer Heating and Air, Southern Air Conditioning and Heating. Get them to come out. Make sure that air conditioner is ready to fire when you need to depend on it. It's different names, same great products, same great services. If you live in Oxford, Tupelo, or the surrounding area, call Comer, 662-801-1777. And if you live in uh, Hernando, Memphis, or that area, give uh, the people at Southern a call, 662-429-4429. Podcast also brought to you by Community Mortgage, Oxford, Memphis, Soto County, and Chattanooga. All underwriting and processing is done in Memphis. You're getting local underwriting and understand your market. Leader in condo financing, the flow down option, and more. You can find Jason at 662-234-2704 or J-L-O-W-E at communitymtg.com. So you mentioned the uh, the quotes. Hold on one second, and I will I'll get those up. After Friday night's game, we got um, Tim Elko and Dylan Delusha were the two uh, the two players that we were uh, that we were given. Is and it bad that every time I see the name Delucci, I keep thinking, "Why aren't they talking to David Delucci?" I, I do it. Oh, really? I, I do it every single time, and then I catch myself and go, "No, it's it's not it." You can't quite get that. I'm for whatever reason, I'm still struggling with that. Yeah. Um, let's see. There we go. Okay. So, and Friday night is a very difficult interview environment because fireworks are literally going off as yes. we are talking to kids. Like at one point, Mike had to stop because it was the grand finale. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, we just sit there and stare at each other for like two minutes because it's like, yeah, I can't hear you, and you can't. Like, it's 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 a 
And okay, guys, it is a baseball thing. Yes. Relax. Yes. The people on the message board. Yes. Fireworks are sponsored. They're the reason people come to the park sometimes. They are going off after wins or losses. I was I have been in Fayetteville when Arkansas lost the West to Ole Miss and then sat through a fireworks show. Okay. Yeah, it yep. just is what it is. Well, you, you, one of the reasons that you can get little Johnny to go to the baseball game and stay and stay. I've got fireworks. Hey, there's going to be fireworks. If you don't have the fireworks. Yeah, if it's only after wins, little Johnny's pissed when yeah. that walk-off homer or whatever, not walk-off, but that home run gets he's, hit in the ninth. He's then. just asking how come there are no fireworks. So you promise fireworks, you have to deliver the fireworks. Anyway, go ahead. So we're talking about Chase Burns. What's more? Okay, there's three different quotes. We'll go through all these. Uh, first, you don't. I'm a little surprised that Elko went here because he's been around so long that it just it wasn't really a necessary quote and it didn't make sense. Like a lot of times, but it's here's the deal. And Mike, Mike started to bristle and then gave an answer, and I'll get to that in a second, too. I'm kind of all over the place. I'm sort of organizing my thoughts here, especially in baseball, but it happens in every sport. Flat-footed, flat, unenergetic. It's buzzwords, meaning you got your tail kicked. Mm -hmm. Like, very rarely am I really overlooking or not locked in or whatever. It mostly just means the pitcher's really good or I'm screwing up or the game didn't go well because baseball, more than any sport, when you suck – you look like you are lethargic and catatonic and awful. I mean, it just is what it is. It's the yeah. way baseball works. Yeah. So we're talking about Burns and how good he was and what you struggle with and different things. And Elko kind of uses that to say, quote, he came out and his stuff was really good and we just weren't ready. I think we were a little flat-footed from the start. We didn't come out with that fire under us like they did. Hats off to him. He pitched a great game, but we've got to be better all around. I think we just came out and expected uh, expected it to be us rolling over them. We didn't. They're a really good team. We got to come out with more fire than we than, the, than we did today. Okay, it's the rolling over that is a weird that we were going to roll over them. Um, but it's some of Ole Miss's issue. Tennessee and I, we said this last week going in. They are obnoxious, fiery, whatever words you want to use. They are up to the line and over it occasionally. Well, they have his personality. They're 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 Vanderbilt, Louisville, potentially on steroids. I mean, he, he goes out act. and makes a pitching change with a full count because he's pissed off at the pitch that he just threw that Gonzalez just missed. Yeah, he goes. I said, "You're out." I mean, the body language was. Get, yeah. Don't even. It's look, intense. Don't look at me. Walk away. Go to yeah. the dugout. You better not do anything inside that dugout. Go down the hallway. Just yeah, yeah. whatever you want to do. But you're I'm, you're not throwing one more pitch. Yeah. Not not after that. Yeah. That's their mentality. Anyway, sorry. But point being, it's it's platitudinal. Like I don't really take Tim at his word per se. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, but it's a really dumb quote. No, it's a really. That's my point. It's yeah. a really dumb quote. I don't know that it has any tangible thing on anything other than the stark contrast of Ole Miss not really having a fiery leader. They kind of get bogged down. I mean that mm-hmm. they have, and I mean, I'm, and I mean this, not even necessarily bad. There's kind of no asshole. They're really nice guys. And mm-hmm. I mean that in a positive and negative way. Sure. They don't really have the dude that goes, no, I'm going to throw the bats out here. Good. But yeah. There's no kind of guy. And Tennessee got a lot of guys. A lot of teams have a lot of guys. Mm-hmm. Ole Miss in the past had a lot of guys. Mm-hmm. You know, Justin Brashears, Chris Coglins. No, I'm going to cut your throat. Like, it's yeah, sure. Not literally. Um, you know, it, sure. it, it's, it's – and I feel like that – it allowed Tennessee to dictate energy, in my opinion, even more so. I, I do feel like that played a role in it. Um, but I don't think Ole Miss showed up at the park and went, God, we're going to beat the hell out of them. I'm like, no, that's not really – I don't think that's how it went. 
The Delucia quote was more interesting to me from mm-hmm. from one reason. Yep. And again, relief pitcher, JUCO kid, never been really around here before at all. Right. Um, and he says, we took them lightly. It won't happen again. We'll win tomorrow. I'll tell you that. It's one of those things where they play in a small field. We have a bigger field, so we thought we could throw it into them inside. It didn't work out. We missed some spots, and that's why they ended up hitting the homers. Tomorrow will be a lot better. My question, and I guess – Did he guarantee a win? He did. Okay. I guess it was a bad spot on me because I kind of got startled, and and we got fireworks. There was a lot going on. Sure. But how did he know Tennessee had a small park? Because someone said it in a team thing. Because, I mean, Mm -hmm. that is a college baseball SEC known thing. Mm -hmm. But I I find it hard to believe that the Juco kid knew that Tennessee had a really small park unless somebody told him. Tells me that in their meetings and stuff and at the college level. Hey, some of those home runs are cheap. They've got a small park. We're going to bust them in. We're going to do this. We're going to. Tells me that they were being told all week, hey, we're going to kick their ass. They're overrated. We're going to kick their ass. That's That's how I read it. Yeah, and I'm not there. That's how I read it. I'm trying to kind of be joke you public yeah, sure. here. Yeah, yeah. I read those quotes and went, what in the hell are you talking about? Yeah. And then you guarantee a win. And I I, I heard on Saturday that that was, you know, the Tennessee guys read those quotes. They they go back to the hotel. They got Twitter. Yeah, it said they were talk group the group yeah, texting. Hey, look, and then they don't we just kicked their ass and they don't respect <clears> it. Let's do it again. And they did. So then, we're talking to Mike, and um, I referenced... <laughs> Narrator, it was not yeah, better. It was not better. I uh, I asked Mike, I said, hey, Tim said this, and kind of, I don't know if I alluded to it or read part of the quote back or whatever, Um, said, did you sense any of that? And the short version of what his response back was, that's a reporter thing. No, I thought we got our butts kicked. I thought when you get your butts kicked, it looks like you don't play with energy, like you don't play with focus. It's kind of hard to argue with, but that's not why you get beat 12-1. to 1. The latter half of Mike's quote is completely correct. It is. Now, it was not a reporter thing. It was a captain thing, and I was repeating what Elko said. Right. I did not walk up and go, hey, Mike, you ever look Tennessee today? No. Yeah. Come on. Because you've done this for a minute. Uh, yeah, I mean, no. Um, but but it, and it wasn't the... 27th guy on the end of the bench. It was your captain. It was the guy that hits, has been around a long time. Has played for you for a long time as a cleanup hitter. Is 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 big Revered part of your, in the program. Big part of your marketing campaign was a huge part of last season. The whole deal. I mean, no. No, it was it was a question that had to be asked. Yeah, if a freshman says it, you go, okay, whatever. whatever. Yeah. But you if a freshman says it, you assume that internally that's going to get handled. Yeah, sure. But when the team captain says it, you wonder if well, did you? More than fair. Did you look at the number by your by your name and go, "Hey, we're the best team in the country." And if so, and obviously you want to be confident, but yeah, but hey, look if you're walking into a room with a rattlesnake, you want to know it's a rattlesnake. You don't want to go. It's just a little garter snake over there. Ain't no big deal. I mean. They were what twenty and one coming in. Twenty and one, they went to Omaha last year. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't. They're not plucky. I mean, it's. I yeah. mean, I you know, come on, give me a break. That's a, it's a leadership issue at that point. Because the quote after that is, "We got our ass kicked. We got to do better." He was really good. Yeah, Burns was great. We Burns was great. We have to do better. But we got to compete. Yeah, but the end. Brevity. Yeah, somebody asking. Delucia is from Port Orange, Florida. 
he went to Northwest Florida State. I mean, again, who knows? Yeah, I mean, but that's the quote. Maybe he grew up in Knoxville, but it was I weird mean, to me. You know, the quote is, know your cliches, right? We got our ass kicked. The sun comes up tomorrow. We got to do better. I mean, you, 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 you tip your hat. You do all those things. that you, you basically tell the reporter, I'm not writing your story for you. You write it. We got our ass kicked. He was really, really good. Yeah, uh, he had he he threw everything for strikes. He was all over. He was very difficult to hit. We obviously struggled with him. He's a very good player. They're a very good team. We've got to play better tomorrow. The end. Yeah. There's nothing in that comment that Tennessee goes. Ah, oh, they disrespected us. But instead, what they got was disrespect, and it fueled them. No chance of them resting on their laurels and going. Ah, it was pretty easy. No, you 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 fired them up. And then yesterday, and this is the interesting one to me. I'm kind of curious. I'd, I'd like a little more background on kind of what Brandon was thinking, frankly. Um, he had just pitched. We asked for him. It was actually the first time we've ever talked to him in person because we've been on Zoom for two years. Um, and he had a perfect question to work it in because he was asked, I think it was Sus, you know, you had some teammates say, throughout the weekend that you guys didn't do whatever, whatever. Did you see more of that today or whatever, whatever. And Brandon, his quote, got it here, um, open quotes. I would like to say this, that our teammates said some words that weren't exactly right. That's a really good team over there and, and, and respect them. Obviously, we think they are the best team in the country. They showed that. We have all the respect in the world for them, and we never took them lightly or anything like that. Tells me that internally there were some people pissed off about those comments. Which is probably a good thing. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah. Well, you needed some people to go, hey, shut up. That would have been my response. Had I been inside the locker room, my deal would have been, man, what the hell are you talking about? I mean, shut up. When you get your ass kicked, you shut up. Publicly. You handle it internally. But you don't go out and talk, oh, well, you know, no, we took them. No, and you, you didn't do anything. They beat your ass. Say it. It's how you get better. I mean, to Lane Kiffin's everlasting credit. Yeah. After that, was it the, the 52 to 51 game? He didn't sit there and go, hey, man, this is a great win for us. No, he said, we got we to be better on defense. Or we're going to do this thing that we did last year again this year, and that's not going to work out. And he was right. And they got better on defense, and they went 10 and 2. I mean, you have to call it the way it is. If you're gaining weight and you stand in the mirror and go, ah, you know what, I don't think I've gained weight, you're going to gain more weight. I read that as him, I read that as there was fraction. And that can be a good thing. It can be an attention getter. Yeah, whether it be from other players, it could be from Mike, I mean, you know. Yeah, whatever. Because Mike probably did get back and go, what the hell did you Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure he read those quotes after he got a chance to read them. And I'm sure he read them and went, what? Yeah, I'm sure he was pissed off. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know. Because, frankly, he might not have even heard my whole question. He might not even know who said it. Because, again, we've got fireworks going off. I yeah, mean, and he's a, got stuff going on. And it's yeah. right after a game. It's in his head. It's, it's one of the reasons you'll hear football coaches go, I, I need to see the film. It's not really that they need to see the film. It's that they, they need a minute. Yeah. Yeah, you're talking to people after professional failures like five minutes later. Yeah. It's, 
kind of need a minute. So the film thing is a is a way to yeah. We're gonna talk again on Monday, and I'll talk to you on Monday, and I'll be a little more level headed than I am right this moment. I mean, sometimes it's I need to see the film, but usually it's. Yeah, it w- it would be a weekend that yeah it, the the Augie speech that would be when Texas back in the day would get the get the the fire and brimstone from the 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 deal that's uh that is very 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 true I was I think Dunhurst may have missed the plate yesterday I also did not believe there was any chance in the world of the umpires overruling that play because yeah if you told <laughs> Come on. If you told me in a vacuum, did he miss the plate? I probably would go yes because it was really close, and I think he missed it. But I went, oh god, oh god, oh god, oh god, oh god, oh yeah. god. No, uh, it would have been a triple. By the way, the other two runs would have scored, and then you're out at home. That would not have gone well. No, it had been kind of poetic, really, for the way the weekend had yeah, gone. But... Yeah, but no, they're not good enough umpires to do that. You let that roll. Yeah, you're not. There's no reason to open that can no, of worms. No harm, up, no foul. There? No harm, no foul. Let it go. Inconclusive. Look like he touched it. Just say he touched it. I think the rule actually comes from Birmingham. I don't think the for SEC games the local people don't actually make the decisions. I think they just go get in the headset and wait on somebody in the command center to tell them what the call is or isn't at that point. It's like there was a bulk called in the Missouri game, and it cost Missouri a run. And the run would have ended up scoring anyway, so it didn't matter. But at the time, he balks, and he clearly balked. But three of the umpires didn't see it. Oh, really? And only one kind of half-heartedly went, balk, and it was late, like a really late balk. <laughs> and the, the coach from Missouri just lost his stuff, and, and I don't blame him at all. Because it, it, it was basically... He was mad at his guy. Well, he's mad at them. He's like, yeah, he balked. But you guys are missing every other call anyway, and you missed that one too. So how, why are you going to correct yourself ten seconds later? It was just kind of funny. Anyway, go ahead. Sorry. No, you're fine. I, look, it's a team that hasn't had a lot of real adversity in a while. I mean, they they got popped. They had a weekend. You know, now what happens? Do you? You wonder kind of what the overall team confidence is because the guys who've been around for a while, they see they see that Doug and Gunner aren't out there, that it's it's a scrap, mm-hmm. which puts more pressure on the offense. Hey, because I mean that, that's a key part of this too. When it was Doug and Gunner and whatever and whatever, hey, we got time. Let's just all right, you're good. Let's go score some runs. Let's whatever. They're gonna hold them down. It's that Friday night confidence thing we always talk about. Hey, no, like I'm going out there and I, my guy's gonna get after your tail tonight. And instead, it's hey, look. Second time to the order, they're probably going to get in him a little bit. We got to, we got to go. We got some runs here. We got to score. We yeah. got it, it amps up pressure. It's yeah. it's a it, it's a cumulative kind of malignant thing that goes through when you're not getting a lot of outs from a starting pitching standpoint. It plays into everything to some extent. Yeah. So it changes psyche. It's it's why confidence, frankly, for this team is so important right now. Um, and there's some pressure on these next couple of weeks. I mean, you looked at the schedule, and again, it's not any gimmies, but it doesn't get any easier other than maybe Missouri from a Kentucky Alabama standpoint. Hey, that, that that's the time we got to make hey. Got to go in four of those six. Yeah, games. I mean you look, you know, you looked at it starting the season and went, "Okay, Tennessee's tough, but you got Auburn, Alabama, and Kentucky in three of the first four weeks of the year and you got to make that work and however you can uh you can you you can make that uh, that, that up." Um Yep. Some conversation in the thread about it. The SEC umpires as bad as they are, they're even worse on bulk calls. 
it's it's a guessing game whether or not the balk is actually getting called or not. Some days you can do anything you want and it's not a balk, and then some days you wiggle your nose and it's a balk, and you go, okay, well that's not yesterday that wasn't a balk today it is. I yeah. mean it's it's and they <laughs> it's kind of like you hold on every play a little bit. If you call a balk, I think you can balk the next ten times and they're not calling it because they're not going to call a bunch of balks in a row. So after that, you can just do whatever you want. I mean, you can you can just throw you can do whatever anything you would like at that point, and it's not getting called. So in the Missouri game, what happened was the the catcher was telling the pitcher the Missouri catcher was telling the pitcher to stop. Hey, we're not on the same page. Yeah, quit. And so instead of stepping off, he turned with his foot still on the rubber and faked a throw to second base. So he made a mental error. Yeah. And nobody said anything for like ten seconds. Oh, it was it was that late. it was late. It was late, bad late. And then some. So you could. I mean, I don't know how it happened. My guess is that someone kind of went, "Well, that 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 was a bulk. so let's call it." And you're or and and maybe the Arkansas dugout was screaming, "That's a bulk, That's a bulk, That's a bulk. And the guy goes, "Yeah." And the guy goes, "Yeah, it's kind of bulk. But at the time, nobody called it. It was just anyway. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, it was like that all weekend. I I noticed how bad the umpiring was, mm-hmm. especially behind the plate. Just 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 bad yeah podcast brought to you in part by northeast spark s-p-a-r-c service people across rural communities two packages the ignite the 100 mbps or the blaze the one gig the powers the clark ford studio i've got it at home as well your hometown team bringing you world-class broadband that's nespark.com 662-238-3159 phone service portal controls network security and much more so you get the best internet in lafayette county again 662-238-3159 College Corners, your one-stop rebel shop, two locations in the Jackson area in Ridgeland. It's next to Fleet Feet and Flowood. It's next to Half Shell. If you don't live in Jackson, it's okay. Go to collegecornerstore.com. Plus, you can find them on Facebook and Instagram. Whether you're tailgating in Oxford or home gating with friends and family, the College Corner has you covered for game day. Largest selection of rebel gear in central Mississippi. Uh, brought to you by Pinnacle. They're based in Madison, Mississippi. They've got clients in more than 20 states, advisors in multiple states, they provide detailed, specialized investment management, financial planning, retirement planning for individuals and businesses, and so much more. It's mypinwealth.com, M-Y-P-I-N-N wealth.com. Also brought to you by John Edwards, Regency Travel Incorporated in Memphis. Uh, get in touch with John. He knows how to uh, the extra attention that's needed to make a special trip, one that creates a lifetime of unique memories. Just give him some parameters and a budget. And uh, let him give you options. And no, you don't have to live in or near Memphis to take advantage of his services. 901-494-3387 or Edwards at regencytravel.net. Heard a lot of people talking about OPA over the weekend. If you haven't been yet, you need to make that part of your next trip to Oxford. It's the newest restaurant on the square. Euros, wraps, kebabs, redfish, lamb chops, handcrafted cocktails, frozen libations, and more. At 306 South Lamar, that's OPA in Oxford, just south of the Square Courthouse. Also brought to you by Grenada Nissan. If you're in the market for a Nissan vehicle, Grenada Nissan's the place to go. They've got a complete selection of new and previously owned Nissan vehicles. Great lease deals as well. GrenadaNissanUSA.com. I'll have a mailbag up on Wednesday at RebelGrove.com. That's brought to you by Whitney McNutt of Tommy Morgan Incorporated Realtors, serving you for all of your real estate needs in Oxford and Tupelo. Uh, she sells condos, land, commercial, and residential family homes, 662-567-2573 or 662-842-3844. And we're brought to you by Service Specialist Staffing and Recruiting Agency. They've been connecting great job opportunities to candidates since 1967. Are you on the job hunt? Whether you're seeking an entry-level position or you're a seasoned professional, they have opportunities 
across the board. Service specialist goal is to get to know you, your strengths, and see what you're looking for in your next career move to help you find the right fit. It's free for the candidate. All conversations are kept confidential, so you have nothing to lose by giving them a call. Is your company looking to hire quality, hard-to-find talent? Service specialists can help. Keep in mind that payment of service is solely contingent on if you decide to hire a candidate that they send. You have nothing to lose, so give Will, Sidney, or Kelsey a call at 662-832-5138 or check out their new and improved website, servicespecialistltd.com. Podcast is brought to you by G&M Pharmacy, 662-236-2222. They're on South Lamar in Oxford or on the square in Holly Springs with Tyson Drugs. They deliver locally in the Oxford area, and they offer medicine. Fear prescriptions the same day each month and take care of you. One trip to the pharmacy, one delivery, and you have what you need when you need it with G&M. So again, give them a call. Move your medications over to your local community pharmacy. Again, 662-236-2222. Yeah, you know, the... The SEC said they were using TrackMan to grade the umpires mm. this year. Um, God bless those grades. Well, here's the catch, though. Hope if there's a curve. If it's kept private, what good does it do? Like, how how they do? Let's see it. I mean, like, but yeah. you know that won't happen oh, because no, no, no. Officials can never be critiqued. It's 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 in house. They're they 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 are precious little flowers that can't can't be blown at or or, or pushed over. I mean. Auburn ended up sweeping or taking two out of three? Two out of three. Two out of three? Mm-hmm. Vanderbilt loses two out of three to Carolina. Carolina's not terrible. They're, as I think it was sus when we were sitting there Saturday, Alabama basketball is a really good comparison. They look terrible and they look great depending on the day. Yeah. They got swept by Clemson. They've had some really bad weekends. They also have series wins over Vanderbilt and Texas. They play with a lot of emotion. They've got a good Friday guy in Sanders. Yeah. They're, Got some guys in the order. They had, they had a guy that had a couple of really big hits on Saturday in the rubber game. They came back. They were down a little bit. They got bit. beat 10 nothing in the opener and then came back. and Yeah, they're – I mean, they're, they're – LSU takes two out of three from Florida. They got the popped on the first game and then came back and kind of dominated. They've got, the, they've got a lineup that's legit. No, they don't pitch it very well. They don't – play defense very well. They don't in fact they don't do a lot of things other than hit. Yeah. But they do hit. They hit average pitching. Mhm. They're kind of Ole Missish, but they don't seem to strike I don't have their numbers in front of me. Just based on what I see with my eyes, they don't seem to strike out as much. Right. That's one of Ole Miss's thing. I mean, there's so many empty at bats and with bad defenses in college baseball, that's a thing. I mean, yeah, you want to put the ball in play. Because there's a lot of teams, like you said, there's a lot of teams, at least in the SEC, that their glove work leads a little bit, needs a little bit, leaves a little bit to be desired. Jackson says, Jackson, thanks to Super Chat. He says, hey, comparing me to Mississippi State in 18, went 15 and 15 in the SEC, fired the coach and makes it to Omaha. Honestly, I think it's good learning to get hot later in the season. Well, I mean, it's one of two things. I mean, you're not peaking, but you have to be in position to. You have to have everybody in a spot to get hot, and that is the question for Ole Miss right now: is what is the correct yeah. recipe to even make that a possibility? I mean, from a sheer number, yeah, nothing's standpoint. over. No, not even. Close. I mean, I was on the phone with somebody this morning, and they said, you know, today there are thirty teams, twenty nine plus Tennessee, that are going to be in the conversation as of this moment for regional host. 
Some of them are going to play better, 16 and Art, and then you go 8-8. Eight and eight. I mean, it, like, yeah, right now everybody's just kind of positioning. It's not a big deal. Right. you got 24 elite games left, um, and Ole Miss has the easiest schedule of any SEC team in a decade, frankly, um, relatively. Oh, man, if it doesn't work out, there's no excuses. Well, no, because, I mean, if you took out Missouri and Kentucky and put in Florida and Vanderbilt, you go, ooh, Oof. God, this thing's a, be a, thing's be a, a mess be right a bear, now. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, no, I don't know. Um... Final four set. You got Villanova now without the Justin Moore kid, though. He tears an Achilles. Pretty rough it there for Achilles, wasn't it? Yeah, it was yeah. Achilles. Had slight tear in his Achilles. They uh, they will play Kansas in one semifinal and then Duke and North Carolina in K's last year in the uh, in the other one. The officials didn't need to rig it because St. Peter's was out of gas, but yeah. it was it probably would have been handled either way. Yeah. Um <laughs> Yeah. I assume the guy at St. Peter's will be the next coach at Seton Hall here in a few days. Yeah, I think it's I think it's done. Oh, is it already done? I think so. Okay. They were a fun story. It's a great story. Yeah. Fun. Yeah. Um and North Carolina's really good. Kansas is really good. I hate that Villanova lost a key player because that's gonna hurt them. Because if you told me just to pick my team, I would want Villanova to win. I don't I have no idea why. I don't care. Yeah, but I would way. pick Villanova to win. I think we're going to get a Duke-Kansas final. Yeah, I think so. Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, I think Duke is better than North Carolina. And then I think, yeah, Kansas is definitely as good or better than Villanova without, without the Is it bad kid. that I kind of want Kansas to win on a half-court shot? Do you really? Yeah. Basically, what happened in the Butler game except it go in? Yeah. Back in the day? <laughs> Maybe the exact same shot, but this time <laughs> it falls. I, 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 don't, I don't know. I just don't. I'm Shashevsky'd out. Well, miserable human being. Yeah, I'm. I'm just it's done. Just, I'm done with it. There's nothing. Do <laughs> you know how far down the dictionary you would have to get describing Shashevsky before you got to pleasant? Like, yeah, just well, like the teams that play them. You don't hear the coaches afterwards raving about what a great guy he is. Out, yeah, it sucks that we lost, but you know, I'm really happy for. No, no, no. Nobody's happy. Nobody. Okay. No, nobody likes him. I do think they're really good now. They 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 are uh, when when Boncaro and Williams are on top of their game. They're they're as good in the front court as anybody in the country. And AJ Griffin's playing at a really high level right now. If, if they play like they've played the last couple of weeks, they will be very difficult to beat. Yeah, that's correct. Way Duke Kansas was Coach K's first national title, beating uh, Roy Williams. Oh, great Sym- and symmetry and all. Yay! How many pictures of Roy are we going to get this weekend? A lot. A lot. Yeah. 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 There is a, there's there's truth there, um, yeah I don't know for whatever reason Villanova is just the most palatable of those four to me I don't know like Jay Wright's good like it's they're twenty and three in the NCAA tournament since twenty sixteen. Well, I find North twenty Car- and three. Yeah, I find North Carolina to be quite palatable. I like I like Hubert Davis yeah, sure. a lot. Um, seems like a great guy. I, I would love for Carolina to spoil it on Saturday. It's interesting. We've got both opinions in the thread. Sheen Holloway, the coach at St. Peter's. People going, hey, he's really good. So we're going, I don't know. It It is still back to my topic last week. The dude finished like whatever in the regular season in, in the MAC. Like, yeah. it, they were never the best team in the conference. They never beat the best team in the conference. Right. Look, did a hell of a job over the course of two weeks. Oh, he capitalized. I mean, all but, credit to him, but yeah. But if I'm Seton Hall and I get he's an alum, I kind of go, hold on. Okay, but 
There's nothing to indicate that this is going to happen for you in November. He was at the worst program in the conference. Yeah. Like. It's it's all, but it, March is overvalued. It's overvalued. It is what it is, but it's overvalued. Yeah, it doesn't. And Chet's exactly right in the thread, by the way. I mean, the 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 Matt Painter coaching job on Friday night was deplorable. De- deplorable. Just among the worst plans mm-hmm. I've ever seen. And Cal's team freaked out and couldn't recover. Yeah, yeah. But but Matt Painter had – I'm still stunned. I watched that game in kind of abject horror. I, don't, I didn't care. And Carson was cheering for St. Peter's, so by the end I was kind of hoping St. Peter's would win. But it was – you have no – get the ball to Ivy and attack. They have nobody to guard the big guy for Purdue. Feed him the basketball like Kansas did against Miami. Credit to Bill Self and the Kansas staff. They can't guard your bigs, so feed them. Take it away. It's like in football, but you you see a a team go, hey, we're going to keep running this play until you stop it. No, literally, we're going to run this play until you stop it. Mm -hmm. And if you don't stop it, we're just going to run this play. And at the end of the game, we ran four plays. Couldn't stop them, so we just ran the same ones. That's what that's what Kansas did, and it wore Miami out. It's one of the reasons Jim Laranega wasn't particularly upset last night. He's like, we couldn't have stopped it. They did the right thing. They had a great plan, yeah, et cetera. Good year, blah, blah, but, blah. But how Painter can have that talent and lose that game on that stage when you had five days to prepare is unforgivable. If I'm a Purdue fan today, I'm, I'm out. But that's it. Nope, no more. Not until we make a change. They were good. I mean, you have you have a top four pick and a really talented big and and a lot of other workable pieces, and you lose to St. Peter's? Now, you lose to Kansas or something? Okay, fine. Even lose to North Carolina on Sunday. Fine, fair enough. They're good. Could, it could go either way, blah, 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 but no. The NCAA and the TV network salivating because they get the 15 to the Elite Eight, they get the miracle Cinderella of all Cinderella's, and they get nothing but just the bluest blue bloods in the final yeah. four. I mean, yeah. as somebody posted yesterday, like, Villanova is like the lightweight. It's like, hold on, they got two titles in like the last, last six four, years. Four years yeah, like, whatever, yeah. Hell, yeah, Villanova is a modern blue blood. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, the only thing missing is like Kentucky and, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's you know, I mean, I know North Carolina has an eight next to their name, but they're North Carolina. Yeah, it, yeah. It, it's It's going to be all right. It's fun. It's good. Give, give me the best team. You know what, though? The fact that, that North Carolina has that reputation takes away from the job that Hubert Davis has done with that team. Because they just see the powder blue and get North Carolina yeah, blue. Yeah, but oh, they're, they're a blue blood. Yeah, but their roster is not a blue blood roster. Like Duke's roster is a blue blood roster. Kansas's roster is blue sure. bloodish. Yeah, sure. But Hubert Davis has done a phenomenal job. And I just, and I don't. I think because the uniform says North Carolina, people don't quite give him the credit. That's a good point, Georgia. Larry Negan goes to the lead eight with George Mason in Miami. He's a very good coach. He's a very good coach. That's his teams play really hard. They're 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 very fundamental. He's worked the portal well. He's done a lot of good things. He's a good coach. Yeah, that's 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 strong. What was the Kansas Miami final? They beat them pretty good. 
Yeah. Really? I didn't see any of that game. They kind of ran away from them. Miami's big fouled out with mm-hmm. like eight or nine minutes left. And after that, it was, okay, you're really in trouble now. And they were. And Miami panicked. Started taking the 19-point shot. Really got out of their offense. It happens. So you, were, uh, you see the panic in the Elite Eight games at the end. Teams, the desperation kicks in, and a lot of times that leads to bad mistakes. It's like... It's like the 2 a.m. phone call. You know, it usually, usually doesn't go well. It's usually not a great idea. Two uh, quick hits. Hard Knocks is going to be the uh, Detroit Lions this year. Oh. So that's very hard knockish. I'll watch. Yeah, man. Chaos. Sure. Yeah, sure. It's fine. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, Albert Pujol signing a one-year deal with the St. Louis Cardinals. Oh, good. Excited about, about that? that. That's great. You can reminisce. Oh, uh, yes. So sentimental. Have a year to, you know. Uh Jaws out at what at least ten more days? It's not affecting them, so hang just let him get healthy. Okay. They're winning without him. But they think they're gonna he's gonna be all right? Are they I would think I would think so. Is there a trepidation or is it is it not that right? I've seen. Okay. I think they're being cautious, careful. Hell, they're winning games without him. Yeah. I mean they've got at one point last week, whenever that tweet was going around, they were fifteen and two this year without him. I don't know what they were. Well, there's now. more to their team than than John Morant. Now he's a superstar. But they've got other Desmond Bain is quietly having a tremendous season. Jaron Jackson's been terrific. They've got a lot of pieces on that team. They're an interesting group of human beings, but that's probably for another day. Yeah, that's that's, that's probably yeah. <laughs> There's a lot there. But yeah. if you were to Dylan Brooks and stuff, there's so there's a lot there. Yeah, we'll talk we'll talk Penny. Obviously we have more time left today, but we'll talk Penny tomorrow. Um <laughs> Who saw that coming? I mean, I, to the best of my knowledge, even Calkins didn't act shocked. Like to the point of, I would like, not. like, hey, I mean, he's fired, right? Again, we'll delve more, but probably should be. But you think he can survive? I mean, it's Memphis, man, dude. It, it's Memphis. I put nothing. I, I mean, I did see a couple media guys go, "Well, the Wiseman stuff wasn't in there." Well, that's a, actually bad because that's. I put it? nothing past that program. <sighs> Any thoughts from football practice? You were out there Saturday. What'd you think? I mean, they weren't tackling to the ground and they were going it was one practice. half speed. Yeah. I, I thought Jackson Dart looked really good. Um,. Thought Luke looked better than he gets credit for looking. Yeah. I feel like there's this thing, and you watch Luke, and he moves around well. I mean, he actually runs fine. I mean, there's no there's no limitation to his feet. I thought his feet were really good. Mm-hmm. Um, Agreed. Jackson appears to have more arm strength, for sure. Um, and in short and intermediate, get the ball there. I, down the field, I don't know. I didn't see enough of it. But I will say this. His intermediate passing looked sharper. This is my word of caution to the people that are going way too far with this. Hey, they're going to be a national title contender kind of thing. I'm not saying they won't be, but they've got they've got to do they've got to do a lot. There's a gap right now. If you watched Matt Corral's pro day, for example, and then you watch Dart and Altmaier, yeah, sure. I mean, there's a, there's a difference. They can get there. There's 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 time. My my bet would it would be Dart. Dart appeared to be the better quarterback, but again, it's one day. One day, and we saw one hour of one day. Um, I like them up front on offense, especially the starting unit. I thought that physically some of the guys on the second unit look a lot better, look like the strength and conditioning program has been effective for them. Sure. Um, 
Did you get that jump from the Brandon Mack or like people, you know, guys like that? There were some young receivers that have to step up that I thought showed flashes of stepping up. Uh, Burkhalter and Braylon Brown and some of those guys had some moments. Again, it's one practice. And I didn't see Jalen Knox, right? He was on a bike. Okay, yeah. So he must have an injury of some sort. Yeah. Um, Would like to see more out of their defensive line before I just went crazy. Um. Their offensive line looks pretty good. Yeah, I like the secondary. They got some pieces back there. It's uh, probably their best overall unit, frankly. Yeah, probably so. They're pretty good back there. And then I, you know, I, I was as I said, I was stalking recruits part of the part of the time, so I I didn't see as much as I probably wanted or needed to see. But Zach it, Evans looks the damn part. It's a talented. It's a talented roster. I really like Evans and Bentley. Just skeleton drills running around. Yeah, I like Judkins. Yeah, yeah. They, they, they the, got, the running back room. They're they're fine. Probably better. Probably better. Yeah. I actually think they've upgraded the running back. Right I do, now. too. I do, too. I, I think... Because, look, Parrish and Ely both disappointed last year. Yeah. Snoop elevated, and the other two disappointed. Would like year. to see a receiver or two elevate his game. Sure. To where there's a, a true weapon. Uh, loved what I saw out of Michael Trigg. Oh, yeah. He looks the damn part. Well, and plays the part, too. Yeah. I mean, his... His uh, body control over the middle of the field is pretty impressive. Yeah, you know, it, if he, can, I get it. Yeah, if if he can stay healthy, um, he's he's going to be an effective weapon for them. Yeah, because um, both both Dart and Altmeyer went to him a lot. So obviously, using the tight end is a, a big part of this offense. And he's a huge body in the middle of the field. Yeah, he's a big athletic body. Um, yeah. and, and the rest of it, I mean, I'd like to see more. We'll see more on this Saturday, and but it's. <laughs> you, you can't if you're if you're making conclusive observations from one hour yeah, of one luck. practice in in March. Um, yeah. yeah, you're 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 frankly trying. Yeah, we're not changing win loss totals <laughs> off win practice. You're try, uh, you're trying too hard at that point. Yeah. So, all right. Podcast brought to you in part by Prime Shrimp. PrimeShrimp.com. New flavor up and running: garlic herb butter, the most versatile offering yet. As they take the shrimp and the garlic butter sauce, pour it over pasta, rice, veggies, serve it up some, with some shrimp scampi, or even a surf and turf atop a steak. With the alfredo and the garlic butter, you get a meal inside the pouch, which means the sauce can be a big part of the process. So don't get rid of it. You should also check out their two simple seasonings: the signature and the Louisiana shrimp boil. That's PrimeShrimp.com. Money back guarantee, and as always. $20 off your first order with code MPWPalmShrimp.com. We're brought to you by The Rogue. It's your destination for fine men's clothing. Their stylist hand select pieces from top designers from work to lifestyle to nightlife. It's the perfect something for everyone at The Rogue. 4450 I-55 North in Jackson or TheRogue.com. We are also brought to you by Corinth Dental. Don't just accept what you see, but imagine something new. Step forward and chase after a better version of yourself. Every day, Corinth Dental is helping people reinvent themselves one smile at a time. Dr. Bubba McQueen, Dr. Jenny Beth Hendrick are devoted to restoring and enhancing the natural beauty of your smile using conservative conservative state-of-the-art procedures, including Invisalign. These clear aligners are the virtually invisible way to improve your smile. So call Corinth Dental for a no-cost digital scan of your teeth and let them show you the way to a straighter, healthier smile. 12 months, no interest, no down payment financing available at CorinthDental.com. We're also brought to you by Bell & Grove. Based out of Chattanooga, Bell & Grove is a logistics provider with more than 35 years of transportation industry experience. They specialize 
in domestic freight movement throughout the continental U.S. They can navigate through supply chain issues while also leaning on their partner carriers to get the most competitive rate possible for their customers. They can uh, help customers design a custom solution for their shipping needs. Whether your business is in need of moving a truckload, a partial shipment, or a flatbed, it can accommodate you. They also provide air and ground expedited services for customers who need to move product quickly. For more information, call Daryl Oliver at 865-672-6557. And we're brought to you by Southern Traditions Farm. It's a 68-acre, 32-stall, upscale equestrian training and boarding facility in Canton, Mississippi. Two sand rings, a grass ring, miles of wooded trails. It's a lot to be offered at Southern Traditions, including horseback riding offerings, from beginner lessons with trainer Susan Walt to buying your first horse and competing at nationally recognized competitions. Under the teachings of one of the best young professionals in the sport, Bowers Cone, Southern Traditions has high aspirations for the future. For questions or information about lessons, boarding, or sales, contact Bowers at BowersCone, the number one, at gmail.com or message them on Facebook or Instagram at Southern Traditions Farm. Podcast brought to you by Visit Oxford. Visit OxfordMS.com. Double Decker Grove Bowl coming up soon. That is in late April. So go ahead and get your reservations, hotel, dinner, and otherwise. If you saw from town last weekend without all those events going on, still it was uh, it was covered. Room rates going up the closer you get to uh, the time and more. So visit OxfordMS.com. You can also go to the events page. Everything going on locally this week and every week here in Oxford and Lafayette County. Uh, the slap was real last night, right? Um, I think so. I say that because of, and maybe he's a hell of an actor. I get they're all entertainers. Well, they are actors. That's my man. Yeah. But Chris Rock looked legitimately perplexed that I thought it was real that we stumble over our lines and we kind of looked at the producer like, hey, we still going? What are we doing right here? Like there was a little glance where he went. Oh, after the hit? Yeah. He looked over and was like, what, what do you mean to do? And they're like. Oh, and he gets back in it, but he fumbles his words and really like has a hard time. And I don't know if it's faked. Two things. If it's faked, why would Will Smith laugh at the joke first? You know the joke's coming and it's faked. I'm pissed off from the start. I wouldn't create the weirdness of, look, Will Smith laughed and thought the joke was funny. And then he looks at Jada. And she did not. She's pissed. And yeah. then he acts like damsel in distress, which is dumb anyway. She's got her own platform. Protect yourself. But, like, it, it's those elements that, if you were faking it, wouldn't make sense. Does that make sense? It does. I'm, I'm, I'm trying so hard. I'm avoiding that part of the conversation right now. <laughs> Am I missing something? I mean, you can do a lot of things to Will Smith's I know. Wife. There you go. <laughs> I was reading through the 200 posts on the message board. You just can't what do that. Makes the message that boy, is the bridge too far, as Meatloaf says. <laughs> can't do that. Um, yeah. <laughs> let's read through the message board, which is scary. I know. <laughs> Love you all. Thank you for coming there for your discretionary time and, and efforts. <laughs> You're at an awards show. It was a tame joke compared to most jokes at award shows. Everybody involved is entertainers and comedians. I get that it probably is potentially a very sensitive topic for her. I understand that. Sure. I understand it's for an entertainer debilitating in a way. Sure. sure. I get it. Yeah. You know what you're getting into. It was not over the line. I, I'm complete t- team Chris Rock here. Okay. So here's, yeah. Yeah. You can't hit a person 
over that joke. Now, interestingly, the form of his slap was so poor. He did not get – he got his weight, was completely dis, um It looked like a movie slap, frankly. It, that, that is the reason why, if you're saying it's so fake – Two things. So the two things and, – and for the record – Or he caught himself and went, if I punch him right here, and he held back, and I'm already committed, but right. – could be. So the two things that, that if you are on team fake, and for the record, I'm not. Yeah, sure. But I've read some credible people who are, and, and they make compelling points. One is that if you watch in slow-mo, Rock sees the punch or the slap coming and moves away, which is how you are trained like on a movie set to stop yeah, it course. from hurting, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, sure. And then the second thing is, and this is not to be political, but the Oscars, the people that are running that, the network and stuff, were very concerned going in about ratings. Okay. This used to be a big yeah, sure. deal, and it's less of a big deal in large part because of the climate that we live in today. And maybe this was their way of making this something where you and I would be talking about this this morning. And people like, people who have shows, national stuff, making this a a talking point so that people suddenly but are what's back in it for will smith or chris rock why question your own curating oh, over no. this I, that's why i come back to i'm team real that makes no sense for either one of them but because the, will smith comes off looking horribly and yes. if nothing else chris rock loses points with some people i mean like it what why why am i taking the hit for the oscars no pun intended right like that makes no sense like i, I don't know why you would be the one to do that and then also, if you're faking it, I don't know if you spend multiple off-camera commercial breaks with Will's buddies coming up going, dude, like, calm the hell down. That's Chill true. out. That's true. And I'm going to cuss. The Oscars also don't want a bunch of F-bombs that actually went out in other countries. In Australia, yeah. They, yeah. they didn't censor Keep it. your wife's, like, keep my wife's F, blah, blah, blah. Like, yeah, yeah. no, like, it, that, that. <laughs> walks into another round of jokes, but yes. That fights credibility to me from the fake. Keep yeah, her yeah, name yeah, out yeah, of yeah, your yeah. mouth. Stop, stop, stop. <laughs> Quit. Um, <laughs> the jokes just tell themselves. Well, that's my point. I mean, as somebody said, they're probably lucky it was Chris Rock because Dave Chappelle would still be going. Yeah. I mean, just an all-nighter. Yeah. <laughs> on and on and yeah. on and on and on and on. Dave Chappelle would have been like, I don't You can play the music. <laughs> just play it. I'm just getting started now. I'm not stopping. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I, it did. It got it. It got, got people talking about it. Yeah. There's no doubt. It, it completely did that. And I don't know that people would have been talking about it before. But that. the dude who knows he's about to win an Oscar. It's going to be the biggest professional moment of a guy who's incredibly successful. Sure. I'm going to do that right before. Like, it just, there's no way in hell Will Smith is taking that one for the team. And that's my only real defense of him because, I mean, it's, it also, it shows you, and look, this is with every, I'm not even saying celebrity, every known person. Because some dude plays a character on a TV show or a movie or does whatever, whatever. That has no bearing whatsoever on what that human being is like in real life. Just the same as somebody who plays some villain in a movie or a TV show for 15 years cannot be the most lovable, huggable human being in the history of the earth. Like, we put so much weight on people's characters they play in entertainments and their personas sure. on radio shows and sure. TV shows and everything. When that, sure, it's not real life. No. It's not anything to do with what they may or may not be. Yeah, he wasn't the Fresh Prince. Actually. I mean, I mean, we know people in media who are whatever, whatever, like publicly and whatever, and you go, yeah, that dude kicks puppies when he mm -hmm. walks off stage. That's mm -hmm. not, mm -hmm. yeah, that's not real. Mm -hmm. I know that guy. Mm -hmm. 
Um, <laughs> it. Yeah. I give Chris, if it's real, I give Chris credit. He took that, never touched his face. And I mean, he, he, he did. He took it. Kept his hands behind his back. Never even. No. It's been hard not to punch back. Can you imagine that? Well, now, now, we, now we got a problem. <laughs> now, now it's on. Has he commented afterwards? Has he said anything about it? I don't know. I who was it that <laughs> who was it that came on after and said they were going to settle it like family at the gold party afterwards? Somebody used that like line later in the Oscars. Oh, it was pretty funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was Tyler Perry and Denzel that like went and tried to calm him down or talk yeah. to him or whatever. And then like apparently his publicist or agent or somebody like that. So I was like, hey, chill, take a breath. You're all right, like, hey. Yeah, and then he wins the Oscar and gives this big speech about he's just here to show out love. It's like, hold on. What, uh, no, I can't. Uh, 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 but she did appear to be genuinely hurt. I, I don't it. doubt that in the slightest. Yeah, and so that made it awkward. But he laughed. He did. And then he looked at her. And, and went, oh, shit. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not. It was Diddy. That's right. Yeah, I'm not. <clears throat> I'm not surprised at all if that is an incredibly hard emotional topic for her as a human, but also in the profession that she's in. There's no doubt about that. Sure. And Chris has targeted her before. Um, which Chris Rock's a comedian. He's targeted everybody before, including himself mostly. Which is usually what happens at these shows, right? The comedian that kind of opens it up. You all, everyone knows your fair game. Yeah, as somebody said, I mean, if we had, we were in this climate, whatever. I mean, Richie Gervais would have had like a head on a spigot at some point by this, by this, <laughs> by, the, by this time. I mean, <laughs> and, and it's actually here's the sad thing, as we kind of finish, is I hate what has happened for, and this isn't really political. This is simply entertainment based. Great comedy is great, and we are killing great comedy by sensitivity. Yes. We can't have great comedy anymore because you're offending everybody. Yes. When it's a joke. It's, well, it, watch, it, is, it is Great comedy is jokes that also tell you about society. That is their complete purpose. That is what good comedy is. We can't do that anymore. We have issues with just taking good comedy now. Well, I mean, I talk about this. Richard all, Pryor, Eddie Murphy. I mean, well, oh. Well, go sorry. beyond that. I yeah. mean, I'll turn on Comedy Channel in here sometimes, and they'll, they'll be in the afternoons just because I'm – Wanting something on in the background. And they'll show um, Seinfeld or uh, The Office. And I always think to myself, as some of those lines get told or said, couldn't do that today. Mm-mm. The only way you can do it now is if it's super animated, like South Park gets away with stuff because it's so animated. Yeah, yeah. Devoid of reality in a way. Like, right. Yeah. But boy, when you show real characters. Yeah. Like on, on The Office. Well, I mean, Chappelle show, the whole thing with Netflix. Yeah. The Office, you, you couldn't have an Oscar character anymore. Mm-hmm. You couldn't have a Kevin character where they made fun of his weight. Mm-hmm. You couldn't have Meredith's character. Oh, Pro- yeah. Promiscuity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You couldn't do anything that was viewed as shaming. Even though it was clearly meant to be funny. And ridiculous and over the top. And I mean, <clears throat> Michael Scott's character. That character would be offensive in mm. today's, which is, yeah, it's, it's ruining things. Yeah. So, 
All right, we'll hit more on football tomorrow. We will uh, talk some penny. Um, we got plenty of stuff going on. It's a, it's a pretty busy week headed into the uh, the final four, Ole Miss and Kentucky baseball again. <laughs> diversity day. Yeah, no, you no. cannot do diversity no. day now. Tuesday, uh, UNA tomorrow, 630, the rematch from the upset a couple years ago oh, with the Lions that. and the Rebels. And then uh, at Memphis again at FedEx Park on Wednesday. Memphis has announced that Ole Miss has it. There's Those two programs are not really – G hauling right now very well. So um My money's on Mother Nature Wednesday. Yeah, me too. So that's going on. We'll be back tomorrow. Rebelgrove.com in the meantime, and we'll talk to you then.